the Diverse Discoveries podcast, and we are a group of female educators exploring edtech, femtech, and culture projects all around the world. We aim to highlight organizations from countries where English is not their first language, the same as for us. Today's episode is about the independent art association Remont and the people who work on it. Uh, Karina and I interviewed Maria Radosh and Jelena Mich, who are part of Remont team. We met in person in Belgrade, which is the capital of Serbia, in their gallery in the very center of the city. Remont was founded in 1999, so they exist more than 20 years. They work with modern art and both aim to support the artist and engage various audiences into dialogue about it. For me, this conversation was important because I myself professional from culture and I really like to hear different ways and approaches they use to interfere the society, to interfere even the space in the city and how are open and inclusive and non-gatekeeping there about art and meanings behind it. Uh, for example, this gallery they have, it's extremely cozy and welcoming place. Plus, uh, they have a logo which contains the image of the wrench, which is repairing tool, and the name itself is translates to English as repairing. Uh, so sometimes uh, some people on the street are mixing up them with some uh, place where they can fix their phones or laptops and sometimes they pop up and ask questions about it but uh, colleagues from Bremont are very ironic about it so they have a lot of jokes how they should create some art project on artists uh, doing something with his gadgets as an act of art Another topic inside this conversation I found extremely important and interesting is the fact that Raymond is managed horizontally, so all the teammates, which are by the way or female, um, are working on it simultaneously in different positions and they split and share equally their incomes and each of them has some specific projects or part of work they are specialized but at the same time they support each other and back up anyone who's needs some help or distraction or technical or psychological pause from the work so I found fascinating this horizontal and anti-corporate structure they having feministic logic they use behind it, but very naturally. So the red thread of this conversation was this horizontality, inclusiveness and dialogue and especially the amount of resources required for meaningful and friendly dialogue with all kinds of people you maybe not expect having uh, but this is 
a part of your mission to build these conversations and all kinds of topics with all kinds of people and I find that very inspiring so I hope you also enjoy this episode as much as I do and support and visit Raymond Space if one day you're gonna visit Belgrade to ask you for the beginning to introduce yourself uh, but not maybe in a formal way maybe it's something you want to mention maybe I don't know like I'm a mom or I'm a gardener but also I'm working with art or something please then we will start with Yelena <laughs> oh, oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah I uh, never actually know how to explain uh, myself to other people or even to myself Uh, because I am having like really, uh, you know, wearing multiple hats all the time. Uh, but uh, when I'm meeting new person, I would usually say, uh, yes, my name is Jelena, but please call me Jela. Mm. Because that's my nickname and everybody knows me as Jela. And if you say my full name, I, it would be strange even <laughs> for me. And uh, I grew up in the village nearby Novi Sad, which is also somehow, while I'm getting older, I'm becoming aware that it's a more and more important uh, part of my identity, I would say. And also I'm the oldest of three sisters, which is also something that it's uh, very important for me and like the re relationship with my sisters and also like growing up in a family with a lot of women and uh, also growing up in a huge family. Uh, I grew up in the house with eight people. I, while I was growing up in this village, somehow it was like a separate world and not a lot of connections with like uh, everything else. So when I started going to high school, I became aware of many different things and also about like class differences because in the village we are all more or less like the same class, you know, like some like lower middle class or something like that. But when I started going to school, I was shocked that there's people who are much poorer than me and much, much richer than me. I was like, wow, you know, what's happening here? Uh, and yeah, I studied painting. So by education, I'm a painter. I have a master's degree in painting. I studied it here in Belgrade, but I don't paint a lot. I paint when I have the chance, and also I'm doing art when I have the chance, so I would say for myself that I'm occasionally an artist, and the uh, rest of the time I'm doing a lot of different things, working here in Ramont. I wouldn't know what's my position, uh, I'm not art historian, so I don't actually deal with like curating exhibitions, but more like project management or like communication with artists' audience or something like that. But it's, Curational part is not my thing, but also I do independent things like participating in other people's projects, also working a lot with other collectives. I'm part of photo collective called Belgrade Draw. Uh, before I was also involved in many like this, uh, yeah, collective uh, things like running uh, this independent cultural space. Uh, called Magazine. I'm also working as a waitress and bartender. 
I'm uh, running uh, also this international artist in residency in Madeira in Portugal. I don't know, name it. I was participating in um, this radio show about uh, arts and culture mm -hmm. in Belgrade and Serbia for five years different kind of things and uh, I'm also taking contemporary dance classes together with Maria which is uh, something that it's uh, becoming like super super important for me and now I'm planning to go back to live in my village and to run there some sort of cultural organization space something that's awesome and uh, from the other side uh, I am uh, a little bit older than Iela uh, I come from another background, I'm from Belgrade and uh, since I'm born in uh, 77 I still have that uh, experience of being a pioneer, like Tito's pioneer, mm. uh, which means that uh, I'm sort of raised on some uh, values which are uh, totally opposite uh, of today's uh, social values. And it's very interesting to live in these uh, edgy times, like uh, I'm, uh, not just me, but my generation is formed to live in one way with uh, certain goals, like to be honest, to be professional, to be uh, generous, to be like part of the community, to be aware of community and uh, to be in the center of your life. But now I'm experiencing something totally opposite and also it's a big inspiration in my professional behaving to see how those uh, changing uh, uh, of those core things in society are reflecting uh, everything that we do today. So uh, I can say that I'm very aware of that and I'm very aware that uh, it's kind of my treasure, that kind of experience. I didn't mention I'm an art historian, so uh, I'm not like Yela doing uh, many uh, different things, but uh, I can say that I'm not doing curatorial uh, job on some classical way because uh, my urge is not to produce more of content like in contemporary art because we are stuffed with contents, mm -hmm. but more to observe and to understand because everything is changing and uh, I think that uh, this art system is going fast somewhere and there is a lot, a lot, a lot uh, of problems and I can even call them, I can't even call them problems anymore. It's more like paradox. Like we are very, you know, militant, uh, like we will change the world, like we are very aware, like, but at the same time we are totally not aware that we are not doing anything, that we are producing another capitalistic content and stuff like that. Other thing uh, which I want to mention and uh, to add, uh, which is relatable to Yela's presentation of herself, is that I'm very, uh, also very uh, sensitive about uh, class differences, because uh, now we are uh, entering the time where we are talking all the time about political correctness, which is affecting all the fields of our work. And uh, I see uh, that political correctness very often is covering that uh, class differences, 
like people don't have uh, or, or suffocating class struggle absolutely suffocating class struggle which is very obvious mm, i mean and uh, we live a parallel one uh, to each other uh, like uh, some people don't even have health insurance and the other people uh, you know are living something else and we pretend that we are same and that we are you know doing same things and we have same expectations from all the people which are participating in social life which is totally not correct so uh, i think that somehow we are not uh, you know uh, maybe physically in the war but uh, people are really struggling to survive more or less, I'm very sensitive to other arts as well, and uh, I'm uh, doing this uh, uh, project uh, uh, called Dobre Navike, which is a guidance uh, to the exhibitions of contemporary art which are uh, uh, happening in Belgrade. Uh, and the point why I'm striking that is not like we all make guidance uh, through the exhibitions and uh, it's nothing uh, special, but the other thing is special that our goal is to meet ordinary people and not lecture them, but really have quality time with them. Uh, you know, everything is new for them, like this art system is not visible, they see few of the main galleries, they don't know what we are doing, what people can do, they don't know that you can always have other point of view of everything which is happening in social life, and uh, uh, that program is very quality because we are somehow directly making uh, some sort of uh, community which uh, uh, gathers around this free, relaxed thinking about the things which are happening, uh, and uh, that thrills me. Perfect, thank you so much. It's super interesting, yes, we're gonna circle back to it, but yes. to the establishing of general understanding. The, your project is called Independent Art Association, but what does it mean in practice? And what kind of art is you into it? Uh, what is behind this uh, interesting, beautiful words? Just to, to, uh, to explain how it started, because it started in 1999, after the bombing of, of Serbia. And I, our di director, who is not here now, she is uh, a founder of Remont. It's her project, let's say. And uh, she established uh, Remont together with uh, one number of uh, now very well-known uh, contemporary artists from Serbia. Uh, and it's done because at that moment, after those suffocating 90s and isolation and topped with, uh, with this bombing, contemporary art scene was uh, very neglected and s sort of treated like it's something underground, like uh, we don't have anything to do with it. And also institutions didn't offer any kind of bridge like uh, to the rest of the world, like what is happening with uh, their colleagues abroad and uh, production is going I don't know where and we are still isolated and stuff. So, uh, but uh, from the other side, it's interesting that the culture is always uh, keeping connections. So all those artists had their personal connections with some people from abroad, curators, mm -hmm. colleagues, artists, schools and stuff like that, but officially it's not functioning. So they all gathered 
and uh, that is why Ramond uh, is named Ramond because the idea was to repair all the things which didn't function properly for the contemporary artist uh, at that moment. And that, that were damaged throughout yeah. these years of neglectance and yeah. isolation. And uh, what is interesting, 1999 was uh, a long time ago, that uh, moment of repairing and that moment of being aware of uh, social things which changed many times since that, that time uh, is something which we uh, are sticking to. Like always be vivid, like uh, what are the new problems, new conditions, what changed uh, and how we can react and adapt and uh, uh, find new thing to deal about. So it's not just presentation and promotion of uh, production of contemporary art, that is our main professional goal, but the other goal is to be some kind of connection with those social and economical conditions which are uh, accompanying our professional stuff. So we were uh, doing many advising of uh, political establishment at that moment, what we should do about the laws, about the stuff uh, which are, you know, related to our work. So in that sense, we are active also socially, not just in art. Mm. Yeah. Or used to be active. Yes, yes. At some moments, because I, I think also the atmosphere since end of 19th changed a lot. Yes. And in these first years of 2000s, when Raymond was starting, I think there was much more enthusiasm, like, oh, now we can build new society, new yeah. system, yeah. democracy. But somehow, you, already after 10 years, it was more or less clear that it will not be <laughs> such an easy and... Uh, nice transition. I mean, at some moments, Raymond was really active in this, like, uh, what Maria said, like, um, arguing for uh, cultural workers' rights, artists' rights, uh, coming up with the ideas, how to solve this or that. Statuses? Uh, and also, like, uh, networking with uh, other organizations from independent scene, forming this independent cultural scene of Serbia network or association with the idea again to, you know, together we are stronger, we can argue for our rights better and louder and things like this and then also like uh, doing same on the regional level basically. Uh, but uh, after some time somehow, yeah, it was obvious that it's actually nobody's interest, not people from the culture, but from the other side, like decision makers and politicians and everything. And uh, it's really clear that culture is really not important for them and it's not in their agenda. It's really awful, but at the same time it gives you a lot of freedom to do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. sometimes I'm really glad that we are not important, you yeah. know, because <laughs> it really opens up a space for being a little bit more brave or uh, crazier in your ideas or radical or things like this. Because you're not on the spotlight? Yes, yes, uh -huh. yes. Got it. Uh, and you also mentioned that there's uh, other people in, the, in your team, there's a founder who's also a female. Yes. And 
all of your team is female. Uh, now, right at now. this moment, but it, it wasn't all the time. Uh, uh, it was uh, mixed. All yeah. the time it was mixed and uh, there were different people. Some of them, like Miroslav Karic, who is now in the Museum of Contemporary Art, uh, he's curator there, and he was with uh, Raymond many, many, many years. So it's always like three or four people who are the core and the functional team and uh, other associates who are mm -hmm. working on different projects and uh, different stuff. Yeah. So that is basically how we function and usually we will all, all art historians but now we have uh, Yela, who is <laughs> who is uh, Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> kind of artist, and also our new colleague, uh, youngest one, Ivana Djordjevic. So now it's interesting that we are all females, but different generations, which is a very interesting mixture because we have different point of views, but at the same time we are uh, on the same task. So we are always, you know, seeing things like through different perspectives and uh, we are working good as a team. And this female energy, we are basically not like uh, feministic uh, orientated mm. because first of all, as Ziela and I told you, uh, class is, uh, is the problem here. Is the problem here, yeah. Because you're but from the city and Yale is from the village, or you mean... It's no, it's no, not, I mean, no, 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 general, no. Yeah, I think that all these, like, struggles too specific and too divided, and I think, like, the main question is actually class struggle, and it's something that's bigger than everything else, and it's the thing that we should deal with, and everything else is, like, somehow distraction. Because, of course, I'm very well aware that women are in the worst position than men. Mm. Everywhere, mm. basically, mm. mostly. And it's very important also this women's struggle and everything. But I think we cannot speak about any of these struggles without mentioning class. And sometimes it's like just distraction. Like if you're dealing with something and not dealing with class. Yeah, I or so. at least not being aware. Yeah. Of, of the class yeah, yeah, yeah. moments and what I wanted to say is that um, our goal is not like to fight uh, just exclusively for feministic rights but on the other hand we are working as a female uh, team which uh, is a very powerful feeling mm -hmm. yeah and somehow I can say that we practice that free life yeah but we would never represent ourselves like feministic female collective something like that even though it's true and like Maria said we are practicing it and we are all very happy about it you yeah, know it's, I, it's I, very I, thrilling uh, to work in this uh, very rough uh, uh -huh. rough world but uh, and doing rough things and going through rough periods uh, but with this female energy and, and uh, care and you know like, all the time you know, care all the time taking care of our um, mental, emotional, yeah. health uh, issues, but at the same time being very rigid and uh, professional in what you are doing. So we can say that uh, it feeds us, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of work. 
and uh, also it's a freedom that you can, uh, which I have this exclusive thing that I, since I finished the university, I'm working within Ramont. You know, like a family, but not close family, but taking care of associates, taking care of people and doing uh, things which you think that it's good to, to do, to work. And I can say that I'm privileged mm -hmm. in that way because many people suffocate in their collectives uh, uh, what kind of values are at that uh, other business uh, sectors. So somehow it's exotic in, in those times when uh, like uh, everybody are practicing freedom. Horizontality, yeah. this and that, and you know, all these values. Here it's, it's almost like natural how things are functioning. So yeah. you don't discuss too much the equality is just happening <laughs> yeah these principles like basis on, on which we are uh, functioning it's somehow shaped throughout the years you know when somebody's bragging like oh horizontal structure I'm like we are doing it or yeah. I don't know like equality or like yeah this like care and nourishing and whatever I'm like yeah but we are all already doing it and doing it for such a long time yeah. and that's basically maybe the reason why we survived so many years in these yeah. uh, super uh, rough uh, conditions. Yes. In my experience several times I met some people uh, for example who had problems like uh, one girl she was working with some feministic collective and not here but in uh, Croatia and she was hiding uh, that she is pregnant at the moment because they will uh, exclude her from some project, something oh. like that. So things like that are happening when you are nominally following some ideas and it can't happen here because we are not following nominally <laughs> some things, but really in our professional acting and private acting. Oh my gosh. So it was about practicality and productivity. Absolutely, basically. when it comes to those questions, and it's not uh, like r rare. Uh, it happened uh, in uh, mm -hmm. more times. I, I heard uh, of the stuff like that, but it's another question. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want to to circle back a little bit to the to the thing you were saying about that political correctness is distracting from the class struggle. So. If we go from this statement, which is, I feel that it's kind of true, but I don't, I, I need something more um, tangible to understand it. And I think for our listeners that would be quite useful too. So maybe, can I ask you to give some example of this? Because I think both of the things are very important, the political correctness and the class struggle, but why ev something is abolishing another, why they are challenge. I think uh, it's not like we are against uh, mm -hmm. being uh, correct in any possible mm -hmm. sense, imaginable sense. It's not like that, of mm -hmm. course. Just when we see this project-orientated uh, functioning mm -hmm. of the culture introduces some, let's say, keywords ah, like... Checkboxes. Checkboxes. Mm like something which is trendy and uh, like you should take care uh, of that and uh, in, you will get the money for that and uh, there is a whole system built on that 
and uh, at the same time we were witnessing, for example, artists who are from totally different uh, starting position, like someone is like uh, Yela from the village, uh, from the poor family, the can't afford uh, traveling around or finishing some uh, universities abroad, and then you are having like in this system uh, which uh, we are all the same, like a colleague who is uh, traveling and uh, the world is there and uh, universities and stuff like that. And then we are at the same project. We are doing same stuff and nobody's talking about that. And then you have like production. Some artists can make uh, like super uh, expensive uh, projects and uh, some artists can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But in some platforms they are like same they are judged like uh, mm. they are same. I mean, it's a, a, a basic example, but uh, starting from there, through, through all the system, uh, all the time you, you have uh, stuff like that. And many times it was like uh, doing projects with uh, Western countries, like international projects, and then you see how we are different. Like it's a European project and we are all the, uh, equal partners, but then you see how we can't do anything or invest in something and the partners are really can't even understand your position that mm -hmm. I need to borrow money for some basic things and then I don't have uh, not even my salary, not covered some basic things and once even happened to me that uh, I was on some meeting uh, we were working in some uh, European project and me and my colleague, we were laughing because both of us, we had shoes with holes at that moment. And we were like, we are going to some parties and, you know, politicians are making parties for us. And uh, there is an uh, embassy uh, personality and stuff like that. And we have holes in our shoes and nobody knows that. Really, I experienced a lot of uh, things like that. Basically... While the lower classes and the poor people are struggling to survive, they don't have the time to discuss like what is politically correct and what is feministically blah blah blah. Of course you, you don't uh, have time, but uh, the other thing is that uh, we are s sort of privileged, mm -hmm. you know, being in a culture and uh, not participating in these suffocating everyday jobs and uh, mm -hmm. economical circles mm -hmm. of, mm -hmm. uh, of life. And uh, then we, uh, a lot of us are uh, like even not aware how people are really living and uh, that they can't consume our production because they can't even sleep well during the day because mm -hmm. they can't feed mm -hmm. their children, they can't find school for mm -hmm. them or they mm -hmm. can't find a job or they are working two jobs to survive, to pay rent or whatever and so many questions. And in our production, we are raising uh, important social questions. Mm. There is some logical paradox again. paradox again, which we are somehow neglecting and we are not uh, stupid. But if I may jump in for me, I, I, I really, I can openly say that for me, uh, political correctness is, is really problematic. Uh, language is very important. I mean, it's the main tool of expression, and we should all practice how to express things properly, correctly, uh, precisely. 
but with this political uh, correctness, I have the feeling that we are not, we are actually masking the problems, mm. only nominally dealing with them, stepping like away from it, like making a distance from it, instead of getting directly involved in it, like observing it. But we are part of that, we are part of that problem, you know, you mm. cannot like observe it from distance and say like, ah, it's happening somewhere else, it's happening here, it's happening, you know, like around you. That's one of the things, and another thing is this, like, checkboxes, uh, which you cannot solve somebody's problems uh, by doing, like, art project or cultural project, especially if, yeah, you are not really speaking with these people or, you know, like, communities or something, but, like, in this project-based logic, it's happening all the time, and I'm really, like, getting somehow like allergic to it when I see that project is dealing with people with disabilities, female issues, project is dealing with this and that and I don't know, Roma community or whatever, you know, like we cannot speak about like art and cultural projects uh, when you have like such a huge gap between not only these people and people in the art world, which is also true, other like social issues and like uh, conditions uh, in yeah. which these people live and mm -hmm. everything. I mean, mm -hmm. you're making like artwork about dis disabled people and like disabled people in Belgrade like, can't, move. can't move from their houses because we don't have infrastructure for yeah. them. It's sort of like uh, society is uh, clearing their conscience yes. by uh, yes. putting all those topics in art and culture. We will yeah. deal we are with, with it. We will deal we with ecology. Yes. Oh. Yeah. We we will have a, a disaster and uh, everything will be wrong, but your project should include uh, ecological awareness. Fucking uh, we are aware. We finish school, we know uh, that two and two is four in uh, you know just uh, you know do something about it. And that is the problem. It's cover up for actually not dealing with the problem. And other thing, when we are talking about women, we have terrible laws, we have ter terrible reality, you are not protected because, uh, uh, you know, law is not reacting until you get killed and stuff like that, which is terrible. But on the other way, uh, my project, which is dealing with art, contemporary art and creation and expression of human being, must be valued if I am dealing with a women problem. Are you fooling around with me? Thank no. you so much for clarifying this. I think that the uh, name of the episode should be I'm fucking aware. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. um, so if we go back to discussing the actually Raymond, uh, we want in our listeners' minds the picture. What kind of formats do you have? Do you have excursions, tours? What if I'm in Belfort, if yeah. I come here? What should I do with Raymond? Should I collaborate with it? Should I just visit it? How can I visit it? Can you please tell us about the what is happening from the visitor's point of view? Yeah, from the visitor's point of view, well, we, we have this uh, public content, which is al always going on, like uh, through our exhibition program in our uh, little gallery space. 
and uh, also we have some like publishing some uh, books which uh, people are coming taking buying or whatever exchanging uh, and also we are somehow open for uh, all sorts of visits and uh, collaborations uh, starting from the neighbor who needs something up to our colleagues uh, from all around the world who are visiting here and uh, collecting info and stuff like that, collaborating through different projects as well. And also we are making those uh, walks, which I mentioned, uh, which are happening more or less five or six times per year, that we pick uh, some days and announce them, and then we have a uh, public coming and walking around uh, with us uh, to, to see other exhibitions which we choose, uh, which are dealing with uh, contemporary art production. And then uh, we are really like on the same level with our public talking and exchanging and spending quality time remi reminding them that uh, they can include that in their lives and not just work and, and uh, breathing. <laughs> yeah, we always have this gallery program, but Remont was always like, not just a gallery, it's more like some service for the whole local art community because it can be really funny like uh, with uh, what problems and questions people are approaching us from uh, somebody's calling you to ask us for like telephone number of some artist who was active 20 years ago for example to coming here to just share with us some uh, personal or professional complaint or uh, people who are entering the first time and asking us something about exhibition and then staying with us two hours speaking about everything or, or, or people who are coming here to leave something for somebody and then also again like chit-chatting with us and then another person is coming to pick up like piece of equipment or book or something like that so it's more like some post office service, <laughs> something like that, not only the, the gallery space. I mean, we always have the exhibition and we're always trying to do it really like professionally and properly from the start to the end. Like, first of all, like how we are coming up with the program, because we are not choosing the program ourselves. Yeah. We would each year have like open call and we would form some sort of independent jury with one of us included, but to help people who are like uh, high-rated professionals to help us to build a program. We have also like some collaborations which we are doing or nourishing for already years. Uh, current exhibition is one of the collaborations with organization which is called Center for Photography. And also it's really important for us yeah, to have like the good communication with the artists, with the audience, with the media like good documentation to provide the, the conditions the best we can, which is very uh, hard with like lim limited uh, resources regarding equipment or things like this. We're really like doing the best we can. Networking on that level. Yes. Networking is also our uh, idea, which we are uh, having all the time in our mind, uh, that we are part of uh, other points in this world which are trying to keep first of all this little bit uh, of freedom 
but uh, not to sound like uh, you know like freedom like uh, 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 but uh, like somebody will uh, take us to the prison but the point is free from formats expected formats that is the the, the main issue uh, mm -hmm. of today that uh, contemporary society always asks you to be highly defined mm. not to go there or left or right or you should be same which were yesterday and uh, you know and, and there there is no real thinking there is no real shaking and yeah. uh, changing of perspectives and uh, breaking expected uh, things so uh, maybe I can conclude that that is the, the, the core of everything that we do, to uh, somehow stay open, not just physically open. I'm not open for somebody who will come here and eat my time and eat my brain and stuff like that. I'm not open in that kind of sense. I'm just open uh, not to, to behave uh, how everybody expects. So that is the... The, the main point and in that sense we are beyond uh, uh, you know not to fit uh, we are commercial gallery we are uh, a politically correct gallery we are you know this or that but also you mentioned uh, ordinary people and as far as I understand this project uh, which can be translated like good habits yes. it's focused on these people who are not prepared to the art or how do you find them how do they find you well we we make an ordinary announcement like uh, on uh, our social networks channels, yes, yeah. channels mm -hmm. and um, also we are sending this invitation to medias and uh, we are collaborating with them and sometimes we talk about that in the public on, on the radio or something like that and uh, uh, we announce our program and we invite people to apply so uh, it's open to to community it's not uh, only professional and uh, then we have groups like let's say up to 15 people who are invited to spend a few hours with us it's on saturday in the period from 11 until two o'clock like and it's called good habits because uh, you are already done something very quality before your lunch time weekend lunch time you know and then you can uh, continue with your uh, the rest of the weekend and uh, the point is that we make a program like uh, we always start from our exhibition and then we include two other exhibitions and we al always call uh, the authors the exhibition to be mm. present whether it's a curator or the artist so we have someone for the dialogue and then we provide info, info about the exhibitions but the point is that we read that exhibition together and very often people are raising uh, beautiful questions which are very basic very open it opens very nice uh, discussions and uh, exchange which is the point mm -hmm. and then there is also that relaxed form where we are uh, walking together from one space to another then we are having a coffee so it's pretty unofficial behavior which opens everyone so on that way we somehow make uh, a community of people who are coming back 
you know, even uh, people are uh, not consuming uh, art on that way. Very often people don't even know if they uh, should pay an entrance to the galleries. They don't even have that kind of info the, and they are afraid of uh, that production because it's not uh, understandable for them. Or they feel that they should be professionally educated in order to deal with the contemporary art. So we are trying totally to break those walls to make another structure and perception of production. Yeah, and, and from uh, another side I think it's also very useful for the artists or curators or somebody who's involved in the production of exhibitions or artwork. Because sometimes people really have questions which are, like Maria said, super basic. And you can see that like artists are a bit confused, like maybe they didn't think about it, maybe they think that something is self-understandable or something. So uh, the way uh, to trigger more thinking on that side also, so it's not only important for the, these like people who are coming as an audience, but also for the people who are participating from that side. And uh, also, uh, contemporary art is raising, as I, as I said many times before, uh, raising a lot of important social, uh, economical uh, questions, ecological uh, and stuff like that. It's very interesting uh, to uh, talk with the people and to uh, understand uh, contemporary production because uh, all those people are living like surrounded with different medias which are bombing them internet like tv like uh, also sorts of commercials and stuff like that and it's really uh, difficult to understand reality when you have all those inputs all the time for the brain it's not so uh, easy and uh, then when, when we are uh, re trying to read uh, contemporary production they, then they are entering to another world uh, learning how to understand context mm -hmm. from which some messages are sent and then uh, it's really interesting to talk with ordinary people and to break those uh, you know windows which are uh, pretty much uh, closed maybe i have some ick to challenge this name like ordinary people is also you know some sort of tech mm -hmm. yeah these are actually probably citizens at least yes. they're yes. not really random maybe or you experienced all kind of people could it be farmers or maybe some people who entered the gallery in the first time in his whole life or it's still, you know, some inner circle of people who know something about culture or you work specifically to try to involve as far as places and people, if it's possible. As far as we are concerned, we are open for everyone. Uh, I want to say that even people who are living in the city, let's say, and they are consuming uh, cultural products and stuff like that, they don't expect this kind of behavior because they go to the theater, they see a play or they go to some concert and they are consuming culture, but unexpected way, unexpected uh, place. Mm -hmm. But uh, in our uh, work it's not uh, like that, it's not like I'm showing you nice uh, picture, it's uh, like more problematic stuff 
and uh, many questions are raised. In this way, we are somehow opening even the system itself, the system of art. Like, they don't know for some, uh, you know, spaces which are not institution. You said it already a few times, I, I think it's actually also about this word consuming, because even if you have, like, the art audience, they are not used to uh, this like open conversation and problematizing everything, you know, like from the practices itself to the how the system is functioning. Like even if you have somebody who's like, you know, going to the galleries regularly and everything, they don't ask about conditions and contexts. Yeah. It's more like, aha, I go somewhere to consume something and here we are not doing that it's not uh, about consumption it's more about dialogue and highlighting and reflecting things that are not obvious or visible on the first sight yes and many people from belgrade uh, for example don't know about many places that we are visiting because we are including like official institutions mm -hmm. and also some uh, independent, independent underground, underground pop-up events and stuff like that so really it's like opening the new part of the city as well and activities which are happening and people don't know about that and each time it's a different road at different places or it's based on the one exhibition one like road and one With type of content we always uh, pick uh, a few exhibitions which are uh, current at that moment and uh, try to mix different uh, places and different people mm -hmm. and to you know to change things so in a way you're trying to challenge the standard of art consuming more to art reflecting or something because i do relate very much as a person who works in museums and uh, been there a lot of times, mm -hmm. it's very pretty much standard that you have to behave in a very certain way, very yes. limited. You have like all these types of red rope and yes. some yes. very important person tells you what to think. Yes, we are uh, thrilled to break that situation because, uh, as Yela said, uh, there is a lot of professional artists and our colleagues who are not uh, even thinking and uh, they are not judging their production and uh, not thinking about uh, is it communicating with the people or not. So mm -hmm. it's interesting to, to make that kind of uh, vivid communication. And also I find it part of our activism, which is also, again, not nominal, to make that kind of equality of conversation, because some things are not functioning properly and we should break that uh, models. Like that model I am preaching you, about ecology through my project. I am uh, preaching you about aesthetics uh, through to my project. Uh, you can't make an impact by being, uh, you know, under the glass all the time. So, sort of, we are trying to break that glass. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, I mean, generally, not only here, I think that art system is becoming 
more and more hermetic and more and more closed for everyone else uh, besides art professionals. I personally don't see then the point. If we are producing things only for ourselves, why then we even need these institutions, supports, uh, whatever? You know, if there's no other side with which you are communicating, uh, it's becoming uh, ridiculous if we are only speaking to ourselves. It sounds and it is very basic, because the problem is very basic. Yeah. We see that uh, there is consuming some social models, not really uh, content of, of the arts and creativity. I'm just interested in this part of your job, because we already talked about class differences. And as a person who researched uh, the situation and in the specific institutions, like who are the audiences, I also always keep in mind the question like, who is not attending, who is mm -hmm. out of the picture at all. Because mm -hmm. we are focused on this, like the citizens, the people who know a lot of about art, there's people who just love to attend some fancy, interesting places, maybe some people with kids, but also there's like some sort of folk uh, in this area that people who are not included at all in this uh, art and culture process context they're just passing by and what is interesting that you are placed in this pretty much touristic area mm -hmm. and people are physically passing by that's uh, what you're saying is very inspiring because actual inclusion it's the most like hot topic uh, now yeah. in the art in everything in politics whatever but you're actually doing it by yeah, hand. Absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, we are uh, actually with our location, and you're right, like it's, it's uh, now pedestrian street in a very city center, but it's still very hard to attract people to come into the gallery. Mm -hmm. And basically, this uh, Good Habits project. Uh, I think it's also pretty successful because uh, in the way uh, how it's uh, announced, uh, it's really using this ordinary language, you know, so that people are feeling invited. But also uh, started this another uh, format, which is called NUS, where we started uh, doing uh, inviting artists to do something for the windows and for our backyard. So we have like uh, all the time exposed uh, artwork on the window which is uh, facing the street. So you don't even have to enter the gallery. You can just walking relaxedly or not relaxedly through the street and you can see something that can attract your attention and it's maybe like not so big step but it's a small small step if somebody just stops for a few seconds or minute and like you know, pay attention on what's, ah, what's this, you know, it's on something, content. what's this content, uh -huh. it's not something expected, uh, it's not something that's trying to sell me something, yes. <laughs> it's, you know, like something different, and that's a small, small step, but I, we think it's really important to actually uh, do whatever we can. 
Ciela mentioned a small step, that is the point that at the first moment we started to introduce these PR models like to, uh, to promote uh, our events, uh, you know, to go to the medias, to reach uh, a wider public. But then, by the time we realized that it's not about the PR just uh, and the medias, it's about the quality of communication with your public. So we changed uh, towards that, like uh, it can be few people, but a quality communication will bring them back, not just commercial. We are opening the exhibition, who cares? You read it in the newspaper and uh, you don't feel invited. Like, but when you one time when you talk with someone and you have a quality conversation and inspiring, then that person will be back, and that uh, that is something which we learned from our experience, and that is something which thrills us, thrills us, and that is the way how we build uh, our community. But I already experienced the uh, the last time we came here. Is city's intervention because you had this mm-hmm. banner with mm-hmm. a provocative or unclear messages but it's like uh, provoking you to know what's what it is about mm-hmm. yes absolutely and somehow we invite uh, that invites also people to uh, speak to laugh to ask to put a comment to start uh, communication so and you like like working from 12 or 10 to 6 mm-hmm. right and you like someone is always here and you always open the door and mm-hmm. to anyone who who wants anything basically yeah. right basic but basically you're right i mean uh, it just popped to my mind this situation when there was this older man coming to see uh, the exhibition uh, which we had at the beginning of the year uh, that uh, Maria curated and it was already like uh, sort of close to the closing time it was like 10 to 6 or something like that and uh, he just came inside and said like uh, is this the gallery? I was like yes is there uh, the exhibition upstairs? I was like yes and he said like "Uh, is this the smell of the coffee? And I said, yes. And he said, can you fix one coffee for me? And I was like, sure. (laughs) And then I was waiting for him to come down. And then I was thinking like, you know, maybe I should bring it up to the exhibition. And then then I brought coffee to him. And he spent like 10, 15 minutes up with the coffee, uh, you know, enjoying coffee and exhibition at the same time. But he was also very aware of our working time. So at 6.00, he... Uh, came down and said like oh thank you so much thanks for the coffee the exhibition was very interesting I was enjoying very much and I was I was super happy I mean I, I like I really like when these kind of things happen but but it's also not happening in the gallery spaces you know you cannot expect that you will come to some random gallery space and somebody will make you a coffee or offer you a coffee or even offer you like the conversation about the exhibition you know like very uh, often you have like people who are just like sitting there or like uh, some people who are practicing uh, to be galleries or something but they're like very polite and everything's nice you know but like there's no this straightforward communication and here you really don't have to know anybody from us to be welcomed in that way, 
it's happening all the time and but that's why also we have a lot of people who are coming back or bringing new people or recommending us for this and that so the way you're getting more unique experience and more personal experience here rather than in standard museum or absolutely and also people okay. feel more relaxed to express themselves and yes. then you meet a lot of interesting people with interesting skills or stuff like that which is also interesting for us to investigate and sometimes it's also harder for us to work <laughs> yes in those conditions <laughs> when we have you know you know when you have some tasks you have i don't know you have to write some application you have i don't know something like it can go like in completely other direction if you know few interesting people or interested people randomly um, pop yeah. up at the gallery and the like, rest of the day is like in over. some kind of discussion <laughs> yes 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 but it means that you're always connected and having a feedback from all possible points of views. I love the research approach to every project, but in a culture, from my experience, uh, when you're working like a project manager or exhibition producer or whatever, mm -hmm. you are very much separated from Detached. the actual process happening after the opening yeah. and it's like your job stops there mm -hmm. like something else is happening and for me this part is the most interesting part but uh, in museums and uh, maybe it's also a gallery format that helps but in museum uh, the actual workers and everyone who invented this exhibition and presented these concepts uh, they're sitting in separated mm -hmm. buildings on some doors with you know they've uh, restricted access and everything else and yeah. here is more like this fluid space yes. there is challenging obviously because you have a lot of requests from all kinds of things as far as we understand yes. but it's like intentional part of your actual job if it's communication, so this is what you're doing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. You you understand it perfectly. Yeah. And I mean, I'm also very happy that it's like that. Otherwise, for me, it would be unbearably boring. Exactly what this you uh, describe. You know, like participating into something and then sitting behind like closed doors and being detached from it. And working on your next project. Yes, and <laughs> immediately, like, yeah, working in this, like, super small uh, box, I don't think about the space, but, like, about the mental space yes. and everything, you know. And it's a position which money can't buy. Absolutely. If you are really uh, orientated towards... Uh, looking and understanding the contemporary moment and everything this position uh, it's very expensive sort of mm. like everybody are participating we are participating in the system we are participating we have to apply for the, for funds, the and funds and stuff like that but we can also uh, be modest we can
choose funding and uh, stuff like that and we can also disappear so we are relaxed about that we know that at any moment we can disappear or not or choose what we are going to do but uh, this uh, kind of professional behavior it's uh, really rare yeah really rare and yeah i would also say we're uh, really privileged in that way you know yeah, and also uh, that uh, you can be relaxed and you can uh, really try to understand things, which I think all of us are trying. But uh, like this, you 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 are not fitting in some formats which are given to you, but you are making your own format of uh, professional behavior. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very sometimes it's very hard to explain. Like I, I feel. It, this place is pretty different than most of the like contemporary art galleries even from this independent scene but this is this like small differences because of which i wouldn't probably work anywhere else wouldn't be able to work anywhere else and you can also see it like sometimes i mean depends from artist to artist but some artists really like after opening the exhibition to spend time here, mm -hmm. being here with us, also like speaking with the audience uh, in like more formal or totally informal way, which is also something that's, n I would say, not, not so usual. Mm -hmm. You know, usually you like work, work, work in your studio or something, you have set up of the exhibition, you open exhibition and then that's it, you know. But here it's really like people are sitting here and talking with us about many different things and then like also like leading uh, audience through the exhibitions and again like having discussions. Yeah, I mean that's extremely inspiring because the modern agenda is like separation from each other and uh, radicalization of points of views and political mm -hmm. yes. uh, preferences mm -hmm. and uh, we cannot understand and we don't want to hear each other in many mm -hmm. ways and the world is being much more like radicalized in many ways and we are like sitting in our small houses in the social media and just mm -hmm. throwing the shit to, yes. to the yes. one side and the other mm -hmm. and uh, it's very inspiring that you providing the platform and you on a daily basis making this job to to people be heard and be understood but it's also very i guess it's i only can imagine that it's very deep and complicated your inner work because you might be maybe sometimes offended by the reaction people saying or confused as you told me about this uh, unorganized uh, situation mm -hmm. like what should i do how do i feel about it should i like continue or stop and as everyone having their personal preferences and the political and every kind of questions but dialogue and being heard hearing actively hearing and having mm -hmm. this conversation it's it's a lot of work it is it is a lot of work a and it can be it, it can be tiring i wouldn't say that there was a lot of situations when i would be offended by something but it can be just like super o overwhelming mm -hmm. and exhausting to all the time you know 
being in these kind of dialogues and conversations and exchangings yeah. and everything and at the same time uh, having I mean I still think it's super important and it's some kind of relief for all the participants but like this feeling of powerless you know that actually we cannot do anything to change it but we can just speak about it whatever is the issue or the things you know like sometimes it's you know, just like so exhausting, like, ah, this topic again, ah, this problem again, you know, but at least, you know, we are trying to, to keep it somehow in the air, at least to keep it as a topic, because I think we are very close to completely lose any touch and connection with surroundings around us, and to be like completely living zombies. It is how it is, we cannot change anything, let's just do the things just because we don't have anything else to do. And this thing that we are doing, maybe it's not like super big, but still we are trying to stay aware of the things. I wonder, do you have any life hacks uh, to stay sane in this uh, kind of hard work? Maybe you have, you know, some schedule like... Uh, one person is sitting in a gallery for a few days and having rest and not speaking to anyone at all. And <laughs> well, uh, that's, a, that's a big uh, issue. For example, I told you I, I finished the history of art, but my career wasn't straightforward because I wasn't interested uh, in building my personal professional career but more to be uh, open and to, as I told you, I see that um, a lot of things are not so logical and not so good and uh, transiting mode. Uh, so I, I feel privileged that I can be observer and somehow I can be a participant of that uh, social, socially cultural life and not so much focused on my personal professional career, like making another exhibition, another book, another content. You can't, uh, you know, protect yourself. You are always, uh, and I'm always, uh, you know, saying that I'm tired, 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 tired of people and stuff like that. But uh, on the other side, it's uh, keeping you with a new energy and this uh, freedom. You can always stop if you want. But uh, I wouldn't uh, change it for the situation where you are, you know... Protected. Protected uh, in the environment. Uh, from which uh, it's hard to change the point of view. But also, I mean, here it is, again, one big privilege, like in the moments when you're really like sick of everything or you don't have any more like energy or something, like you can just say like, I will not be here for two days or something. It, you cannot do if you work in a like proper, institution it's but this is the better form than the classical capitalistic one like whatever you are dying depressed or having periods you have to be yeah, yeah. work or you'll be fired and uh, you have more flexible team that oh, everyone absolutely. is ready to support absolutely other. like the thing is that we also like to be here together but if anybody is feeling that it, he she actually needs yes. like a some space or like some time. I'm not speaking about like uh, even practical problems and things like this. Of course, if it's like health issues or something, it's 
out of the question that you have to come here and you don't feel well. But even if in this situation, like, oh, guys, it's a little bit too much for me now, I need a day to relax or something like that, we are doing it all the time. Perfect. And I also have my own, on this, like, uh, speakerphone, uh, my new format, when I'm uh, out bursting to the street, uh, my thoughts. Is it also kind of performance? It will be. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. She started to do it a few days ago when Ministry of Culture was late with the results uh, for funding the cultural projects for 2023 and we are in the June. So she was picking the speakerphone and, uh, and then after, them. And then after when they publish results again, but now I'm thinking uh, about more um, constructive Mm-hmm. Uh, things so I'm thinking about reading something to the street or something like that you know mm-hmm. we have like nice library here why not every day pick up something to just read out loud yeah. to, to for outside sure. <laughs> for sure to have some audio impact on the street yes it sounds awesome yeah I think the city is open to any kind of intervention intervention well, I'm willing to like continuous conversation forever, but we cannot afford mm-hmm. it in uh, all kinds of capitalistic, emotional, and yeah. whatever ways. Uh, the standard question we ask, and maybe you have some ideas, what can our listeners and our collaborators do for your project? Maybe uh, they can just come over and check your exhibitions, but there's also sub-question, is it available in English? Mm Because a lot of people we are connected is not speaking Serbian, Mm. but maybe, I don't know, by your books, following your own social medias, maybe you're gonna to plan, start some uh, fundraising and uh, such events where people can donate. Well, (laughs) <laughs> it's like really good point. I mean, we already had uh, these uh, situations before where uh, we had to ask uh, uh, people to help us uh, financially. Remote was in a really big crisis and we were thinking that we will have to shut down, but we organized crowdfunding campaign and luckily it was successful, so we survived. And then a few years later we are again, you know, like on this edge uh, possible to run the space until end of the year basically uh, and not to mention next year and it's all the time like this loop for 24 uh, years you know so yeah I mean it would be nice if people would follow us anywhere like Facebook or Instagram or write us an email we can put uh, people on the mailing list we are not spamming a lot maybe like once or twice per month we are sending the emails sometimes they are in english sometimes not mm-hmm. also exhibitions themselves depend like sometimes there's some content uh in english sometimes it's serbian but people are welcome to to check the space if they have the opportunity or they are somewhere nearby and even if there's no content in English we can speak about it in English or explain it or just like check the space have a cup of coffee yes it sounds like amazing the best experience you can ever have yeah. is informal style 
or even like we can give some practical information about what's happening in the city <laughs> that's also uh, happening a lot thank you so much i was enjoyed this very much it's really really inspiring and very unique uh, approach in a modern world that everything have to be stricted and bordered and tough times it's really appreciated by the actual dialogue and connection mm-hmm. thank you very much thank you for listening please like share and subscribe our podcast if you want to be our guest reach us via email diverse discoveries podcast at gmail.com till next time